Welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends in Film, a podcasting and in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss the 2019 Oscar nominations and whether or not the Academy did get it right, or maybe they didn't. They probably didn't. Um, and as always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, and this week I'm joined by Josh Straley. Hello, everybody. Hey, Cooper. How are you? Good. It's We're, Oscar Day. It is Oscar Day. Kind of. It is, it, is, it is Oscar Day Part 1. Yes. This is the first day where we all complain about what the Oscars will be like, mm-hmm. and then comes the actual Oscar day where we... No, there's three Oscar days. Mm. Then there's the day where we complain about the Oscars as they happen. Yes. Then there's Monday, where in addition to complaining it's Monday, we complain about the Oscars that we saw the previous night and how they panned out. True. And if they're you, they complain about the jet ski or like <laughs> the things that are actually okay. But it's not what the, that's not the point of the show. I, I know. I don't but care about hot dog cannons or whatever they do. You're obsessed with the hot dog cannons. That's the one you go right for every Cause time. Because it just sticks in my memory of this is really weird and out of place. <laughs> <sighs> bring back Ellen. Bring, bring was, back major selfies. Arnie Hammer with the gun. Was that the best Oscars of all time? That's, it's been the best of recent memory. Yeah. Okay. For I didn't sure. like, really even watch that one, so we're on the you know, podcast then. So <laughs> you, that, you weren't required. That point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, um, when the Oscars are happening or when the news is happening, don't forget, you can find that um, on Twitter, at Friends in Film. And if you're looking for all of the reviews of movies that may be nominated for Oscars, you can find those on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. But if you can, on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That'll help rank us, and then we can get more friends of the show. Yeah, so this week, as mentioned earlier in the opening, we are here to get into the Oscar nominations here on this big question, asking the question, did the Academy get it right? And, you know, whether it's me or or Josh, or anybody out there, there's no way anybody says unequivocally yes. All yeah, the, the nominations for all the different categories, all the movies that were selected, they're all perfect. Mm-hmm. Those are all the nominations I had. Nobody was snubbed. Nobody missed out. It's all as I imagined it because there were some surprises. Mm-hmm. There are some non-surprises. There are some obvious choices. And there's everything in between. And then there are the ones where we're like, we knew it wasn't going to happen for it. And but then we're still holding out hope. And we're still mad about it. Yeah. So that'll be Which the I'm thing. sure we'll get into oh, as, yeah, this, absolutely. as this episode goes on. Um, but we are going to go through the uh, all the different categories Based on the order of THR's article, which is just you can find on thehollywoodreporter.com, uh, just their 2019 Oscar nominations list. And even though we try to stay up to date as much as we can, we are not uh, super knowledgeable about short films. So we are bypassing those first three categories. No fault to those short films. We just haven't seen any of them besides, I think, like Bow, because it was played in front of a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. So. We are starting with Best Film Editing, working our way all the way up to Best Picture, starting off with the nominations for Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. They all got Best Film Editing nominations. Josh, is there anyone here that you're like, this is the one I would like to see? Um, yes. Or any thoughts overall? Yes, I have thoughts overall. First of all, uh, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, 
Green Book, and Vice are the ones I've seen. I don't okay. know anything about the favorite. Okay. So you're a five for five on this. I am. But I'm going to give it to Vice just because the way this the story was edited together mm-hmm. was interesting. And it's the most haphazard of all of them, too. So you're just sort of like, oh, this thing is living and dying based off of like what Adam McKay like found in the edit bag, right. whatever the case is. So that's what I'm going to go with. Everything else is really straightforward. You could maybe say that Bohemian Rhapsody's things are like wild and cool because yeah. it's a music video or some, sometimes. But I was not typically impressed by anything else. I could see Bohemian Rhapsody winding up with this win if it is on a path to a best picture win if, and this, if that turns out to be the world we live in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would agree with you. I think Vice is the one I would probably give it four out of these, but I'd also love to see Black Klansman get the win here because I thought it has it's that Spike Lee style and flavor which may go to the tone, but I also think the editing has a part to play in that. Um, and I really like Black Klansman. So. I do too. Uh, we will then move to Best Visual Effects, which our five nominations are Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Three Disney releases, Spielberg and Chazelle, make up this category. Uh, obviously, I would love to see Infinity War win, mm-hmm. give Marvel Studios its first Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think it's probably the favorite of this bunch because you look at Thanos and how well he is brought to life. I don't think all the CGI in that movie is flawless, but like, yeah, Chris Robin's got a nice teddy bear. First Man has some really great sequences that include VFX and Ready Player One. Like half that movie is it's all uh, VFX. Oh yeah, a lot of it is. And Solo, there's even some decent stuff they do there. But I think Infinity War, it's its time. Maybe. I mean, Thanos' chin hairs are cool to some people, I suppose, but Damien Giselle and everyone on First Man, because it was snubbed out. Or, we'll get to this. Sorry. Category, <laughs> category. But listen, um, what was done with First Man, all of it being in camera effects, mm-hmm. is ultra impressive. Um, Neil Armstrong on the Moon is all like i think it's a sound stage no it's a quarry they're in a quarry they've got this massive light up there to um imitate the sun they kept blowing out on them all the time and i don't know and then there's uh you know everything with the um the gyrosphere and the things like that that i really think are going to push it over the top um and get it a win because it may not see many more of those the rest of the night that, it literally can't see many more of those. So it does have limited opportunity, uh, as crazy as that is to say. But uh, that is the world we live in, and I, I just, I don't know. I feel like if First Man is going to get something, it would be in a different category than VFX because I just think it has stronger elements to it. Uh, it's just a lot easier or more impressive to say, "Hey, look!" Rather than show somebody like a click, 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 click on the computer. Damien mm-hmm. Giselle can wheel cameras around with their screeners and sort of be like, hey, look what we did to get this shot. And they'll be like, yeah. whoa, movie magic. <laughs> and I think that's what it's really going to be. Although okay. it would be legitly awesome if Pooh Bear jumps out of nowhere and takes the W. Because uh, who, who wouldn't love to see that? I mean, I don't think it's... Like, but... come on. Like, would you be like, wow, I'm so ticked. Winnie the Pooh won an Oscar. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be like so ticked. Like, I'm not going to really 
be that upset whoever wins but it's like you know come on i feel like chris robbins may be like the most surprising entry of the list of this list so like if it came off the window i'd be like uh okay it's that whole theory of like i saw this movie because my kids wanted to go see it and then oscar voters were like all right let's throw Pooh bear at it or the disney thing i don't i don't know what it is but let's move on to best production design Mm -hmm. uh which our nominations are black panther the favorite first man mary poppins returns and roma uh I think that honestly, I think I think Black Panther is a pretty good shot at this one. I don't see Black Panther is my favorite for this category, uh-huh. but I would also not be shocked if First Man gets the nod here. Really? Yeah, I really do. I think NASA is just such a really cool place to see. I think them going to such detail and depth to get everything right. I mean, they shot stuff at NASA too, at some of the old places. So that's really cool. Um, although, yeah, we do see a lot more of like Neil's home life, which isn't that really interesting yeah. at the end of the day. And so like, that's why I think Black Panther gets it over it. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of like inventive. I feel like that's what the Academy Awards more than either that, something that's like brand new mm-hmm. or it's just like you completely successfully recreated this like era of time which i think if, if it's not black panther then it'd probably be like the favorite which yeah. it does look great throughout and if anything else i feel like that's probably the best shot yeah. in this category for sure roma maybe being a th- maybe roma also being one of those things too but i would yeah i'm gonna go black panther yeah i feel like betting man yeah i feel like just roma is just maybe just too simple like it's simple but also it feels so expansive and lived in yeah. while you're in that city and you're kind of like, wow, how long can this go for? Mm-hmm. It's a very curious thing to do. So. Um, and then we also, and I don't think we really have any snubs in any of these categories so far. So we'll get to snubs. Oh yeah, these are all fine. And also, as we, like, as we get into, how them. can I really even care? Like, yeah. I don't feel very, I don't <laughs> feel very passionately about a lot of the things. I mean, Star Wars is kind of fake, so you know, whatever the case is, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cheer for that. So then we got sound editing, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. Uh, mm. Again, the a lot of these same ones here in these, uh, these more technical categories. And I think for sound editing. I would love to see a quiet place get the win here, here. Uh, just because the way the way it is edited all together and the silence, but also the score and everything, everything about it, I think is really well done. But I think honestly, other than like, I don't know, I can't think of like Roma as being like that, like incredibly edited or with sound, mm-hmm. but uh, the rest of them, I, I mean, I'd be fine with any of them. Yeah. Same here. Um, a quiet place. And then first man, I think I'd like, the one-two punch. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the other ones have really have a chance. And then in sound mixing, which is just slightly different than sound editing, uh, we also have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma. But this time it is A Star is Born instead of A Quiet Place sneaking in for mixing, uh, which I don't know if that means it has the edge here hmm. because it missed out on a previous category. Now it's in here. Or if the other four, since they're doubled up, they have a better chance. Uh, but I do think actually A Star is Born, the mixing of – the music and everything else going on, I feel like it's got a pretty good shot. And the mixing is what we hear. Yes. Got it. And I think that that is correct because it's a music movie. It is. And they'll be like, well, I'm hearing lots of things. So there we go. (laughs) And like you said, yeah, it just like randomly pops in there. So if you're thinking, what did I hear that I loved about this movie? And then obviously you're not counting for score. You're counting for like everything else. Yeah, bam. Right. There you go. Uh, so then we got Best Foreign Language Film, 
Capernaum from Lebanon, Cold War from Poland, Never Look Away from Germany, Roma from Mexico, and Shoplifters from Japan. Uh, I had only really heard of Roma and then a little bit about Cold War, which we'll mm-hmm. get to later on, surprisingly. Um, and I feel like but this is Roma's to lose, honestly. Yeah, 100%. Unless they do a surprise thing with Cold War, so Rome they can award Cold War, but then also give Roma the highest achievement of them all. I don't know. They, they, I don't know why they wouldn't just double up, but I don't know how Academy voters vote. Um, and then we got Best Animated Feature, which is uh, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Mirai? I'm not sure how to pronounce that one, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse here. Uh, I don't think there's any giant snubs here in this category, but there are some pretty high-quality animated films here, mm-hmm. really strong year. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's got to be Spider-Verse. It is Into the Spider-Verse's year to win. Incredibles and Wreck-It Ralph are, were delightful. But forgetful, and as much as Isle of Dogs is great, Into the Spider Verse took a, took stop motion animation and animated it and ran with it that way, and it was gorgeous on every frame. Yeah, um, and then we also have best documentary feature, which our nominations are Free Solo, Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap, of Fathers and Sons, and RGB. Uh, surprisingly you have seen some of these i haven't seen any of these because i thought for sure that the Mr. best Rogers. doc feature was going to come down to two movies okay. the two docs i've heard about all year mm-hmm. outside of free solo which i have heard quite about and finding the gap minding the gap's been coming on kind of strong as of late but the two i've heard the most about all year long won't you be my neighbor and three identical strangers checked both of them out loved both of them not a year yeah. And I feel like that's a huge surprise. Three identical strangers. I'm not sure how, you know, entrenched in this discussion it really was. But won't you be my neighbor? Is not just a doc play. It's a, a lot of people are putting this in their top ten, top fifteens of the entire year, up against every single movie. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it like lost out on this nomination. It just seems like really bizarre. Like, did all, all Academy members just be like, hey? You know, I know it's going to get in there, so right. I'm going to stack the deck or something and uh, rebalance my ballot and just try to give some honor to other, you know, docs that I saw. I don't know, but it just, it seems bizarre. <laughs> it, it Okay, yeah, it does seem, well, the thing is, like, I'm trying to think who's the audience for of a documentary, uh-huh. and I think my gut is, like, when you see these all broken down, like Free Solo, um, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of, okay? Right. Um, but I have seen all of our our BG, okay, and that is the audience for Hollywood, uh huh. And it's it's going to win. Well, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg's having quite a year. She's got <laughs> all the bases of sex. Uh, her like a biopic film, I uh-huh. guess, in a way, or her origin story, yeah. or whatever the case <laughs> is, depending on how you like it. Um, uh, but also like she's in the news a ton. Yeah, she's like, always in the news. So you know. It's it's gonna it's gonna be RBG. I'm not like upset that Mr. Rogers didn't get it on here, um, but we're gonna be kicking ourselves when Tom Hanks is playing him, and then we're like, ah, oh, remember the Mr. Rogers documentary? And then you will all be like, we really should have given that some more love. Yeah, especially so, like even if that doc is like, or even if it, the Tom Hanks movie is incredible, mm-hmm. like there's a very good possibility it won't be as good as Won't You Be My Neighbor. And if that's the case, it's just gonna be like, man, like, how's this Tom Hanks movie get a Best Picture nomination a year after the fact, but 
you know, once you go on air, missed out completely on the doc category. Yeah. I, I like, I haven't seen of fathers and sons, but I've read about it. And I think, I mean, that scratches a very like, you know, really sensitive, like, or like, you know, it's really like tragic. And yeah. so I, I can see how that got on there, but I just know that in the end of the day, RPG is going to be the, the go-to for everybody. Uh, so let's go then to best original score, which is Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, this one here, I'm pretty surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm pretty happy with all these nominations. I feel like each of them. I can't really recall a lot of Terrence Blanchard's score from Black Klansman, mm-hmm. but the Black Panther one plays on my iPhone all the time. Uh, if Beale Street could talk, I just watched the movie and that mm-hmm. score was really good. And Isle of Dogs and Mary Poppins uh, both have, I remember having fun music in them. But uh, with that in mind, I feel like it's probably between Beale Street and Black Panther. Black Panther is going to win this. I sure hope so. I'd love Ludwig Gordon to get that recognition. But it is infuriating to know <laughs> that Justin Hurwitz's yep. first man score Probably one of the most memorable ones, which I talk about in my review, um, is off left off this list. It's nowhere to be found. And listen, you can argue, yeah, he reused some bits and pieces from Lala Land, all right? Uh-huh. Uh, even I can hear that. And I know almost, <laughs> like I know zero about scoring films or writing my own music or whatever the case is. But are you kidding me? Like this just shows yeah. to show you not one single person saw first man. I think I mean I don't uh, think anyone saw it. This omission and one we'll get to uh, in some other future major categories is I think really goes to show that I mean they obviously saw First Man enough to give it four nominations as a whole, but but those are like the experts who actually work on the movies. Here right. we're just getting people again like rrr, rrr, rrr. it was like it's the it's the sound mixers and sound editors and like hey like mm-hmm. let's people make sure who let's make sure we vote for a technical film right and it it really does kind of. I, as it's weird because I'm not surprised by the lack of nominations for Man God overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but this omission I felt like was still just so crazy. Best composer, best original composer working right now. Uh, Gorson too. Okay. Those two. Um, all right. Don't John Williams is a count. <laughs> John, John Williams is a goat and he's, he's riding him is riding his career into the sunset. Now as we have to come to, yes. Trump, okay. Um, but these are still people with fresh ideas yeah, yeah. and who are innovating. Um, so it's Black Panther all the way. But I just am so upset that um, Mary Poppins Returns or an Isle of Dogs is on those lists. I mean, they're good. They're just not. They're not First Man. They're not Justin Hurwitz. No. Yeah. So those would be the two you would not. One of the those two you knock off. For yeah. First Man. I, yeah. I would knock. I, mean, I don't know what I would replace. I would like I would interchange one of them. Okay. I think Isle of Dogs is just sort yeah. of whistly, and that's about it. Yeah. So that's I, I, I would agree. I would it would knock be my off. first out. I would, have to, I would want to listen to Black Klansman's uh, again, just because, I, again, I, I don't recall any th- music from that film. It's just like kind of like groovy in uh, 70s music. Right. But it's kind of like teed up to Spike Lee's sensibilities. Yeah, so I would, would want to listen to that before I make my official pick of which one I would knock off. But, you know, I like Black Klansman far better than I did. Isle of Dogs or Mary Poppins Returns. So sure thing. <laughs> if I have to play favorites here, I'd, I'd rather keep 
a nomination for a Black Klansman. So then we will move on to uh, Best Original Song, which will feature a lot of these same uh, nominees. Uh, Black Panther got nominated for All the Stars. RBG got nominated for All Fights. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns got nominated for The Place Where Lost Things Go. A Star is Born was nominated for Shallow. And The Battle of Buster Scruggs comes in with, with When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings. Josh, I'm sure you're delighted to see that get the nomination. Here. Is am. that your favorite to take the win? It's not my favorite to take the win. It's just my favorite on the list because I, I find myself singing all of Buster's songs. Um, just like Willie Nelly. Like I have those teed up and play them out. Uh-huh. But um, I love, I think objectively, though, like the song that I love the most, like I enjoy all of those, but the song I love the most is All the Stars from them. So that's me. But I feel like it's going to be shallow. That's the yeah. hands down. I mean, it's, it's being played at every karaoke bar across the country. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is uh, A Star is Born is to Lose. And I think this is probably one of the safest locks of all of the award races yep. just because even though it's not going to affect anything, when Lady Gaga get and like Bradley Cooper get up on stage yes. Oscar night and do a live performance of the right. song, if there's any doubt in the minds, I feel like it'll be squashed then and there that this, that this is the song of the year. I feel like it's just as recognizable as All the Stars, even though I think it's still, All the Stars got gets a lot more play on radio and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. But Shallows is incredible it actually is a monumental moment in the film itself um one of the best moments of the movie and so i think it should really be rewarded for that aspect especially if maybe a star is born doesn't get a lot of other places it's gotta it's gotta come out here mm-hmm. this is literally the yes the signature part of the movie who yeah who who's gonna be the one to vote against lady gaga i, I don't on know stage, you know so somebody who thinks the wife is nominated and said mm-hmm. i don't know yeah uh, so then we move on to Best Cinematography, which our nominees are The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, A Star is Born, and Cold War, which the thing that is kind of crazy to me about this category, which I think it's probably The Favorites to Lose, possibly. It, it, oh. I think it's between that and Roma. Uh, it just depends if the, if the Academy goes more classic with Romas or if they, you know, take up on Yorgos's more uh, wildish sensibilities with his fish-eyed lenses and all this crazy stuff he does with uh, the favorite here. But I'm shocked to see three foreign language films in this category. Technology is expanding all across the globe. Well, no, it's really need to update. No, I know, but it's just like, like I thought black Panther had a really good shot at being in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like first man even is really well shot. But I think again, that's, maybe a movie that just kept falling and falling and falling and not getting enough recognition. But like, at least in like the awards predictions I saw and everything like cold war was like a bubble, but like nobody was talking about never look away. I've never even heard of this movie mm-hmm. before today. And it got nominated for best doc and then best cinematography, which is a huge, huge uh, nomination for this film to get. And uh, just pretty surprised, but yeah. Yeah. I can't speak. I can only speak to two of these movies, Roma and a star is born. And the Star is Born is fine. Yeah, like it, it, it looks great. It has but great it's... colors, and the music videos and everything like that is stitched well. Mm-hmm. All feels natural. Um, and Roma is like just, you know, Kirion's sensibilities right there. Um, he directed and shot it, mm-hmm. which is wild. Yeah. You don't see that very and often. And edited at all. it. And he did He did it all? Yeah. He has editing credit? Uh huh. Wow. I didn't. Okay, that's, that's I'm, even more I'm impressive. pretty sure. I'll double check real quick. Snap, very cool. But um, I need to I need to go see the favorite. 
but I guess I really can't speak for this. It sounds like the favorite though was really interestingly done. Yeah, no, it's it's all over the place with its okay. camera, it's 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 angles, its lenses. Uh, Yorgos really just takes. It, it did have it did like yeah they, they put you look like from the trailers they put us in corners. Mm-hmm. You're like attached to bedposts sometimes. Yeah. Um and okay interesting. Yeah, it it is a, a wildly shot film, uh, but it, I think it really works and it. it plays to the quirky vibe that the movie has overall. Uh, then we have Best Costume Design with our nominees being The Battle of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, this one, again, I think is kind of between Black Panther and The Favorite with Mary Poppins being the dark horse just because the costumes in that, especially when they go into like the hyper-realism scenes and stuff, mm-hmm. it's just like they're off the charts. But I think Black Panther, what Ruthie Carter did, creating this entire new world of the MCU, this Afro futurism mm-hmm. look that they brought with the costumes, but also the production design. Uh, I really think that this is a very strong likelihood that Ruthie Carter will come out on top with this. Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, I have not seen the favorite. Um, oh, Mary Queen of Scots. Which is uh, like those are just like period dramas. We've seen that a thousand times. Right. Like yeah, it, like it is really crazy to see Margot Robbie and Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. I like makeup. You're like, yeah. whoa, what's going on here? But then at the same time, it's like, but what's really new here? Mm-hmm. I can look at an old painting and get that. Or <laughs> right. Like, I can visit the Renaissance. Um, but the favorite looks like it has wild stuff too. But yeah, no, new ideas. That's mm-hmm. what we're after. And you said it, Afrofusion for the win. Yeah, um, and then we get best makeup and hairstyling, which oddly enough, I don't know why it's the only category that has only three nominees, but those are Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. Uh, I th- actually think even though Vice has a lot uh, more power behind it in terms of the nominations it has overall, I think Mary Queen of Scots comes in with, I think, just it's two or three nominations being in the makeup and hairstyling mm-hmm. and the costumes. So I think that it coming in here, Vice not being anywhere near that because it's just suits and stuff like it's just regular, nothing fancy. I think Mary Queen Scots has a real shot of being the winner here. It has a real shot. I mean, because it's one of only three. Well, I think I feel it, it would be my pick. It'd it would be, my, be your pick. Yeah, your want. I think. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I mean, Vice. Vice is good to win. Vi- Vice is good, but I'm not sure. But if, people are gonna be like, he looks like Dick Cheney. Vote. I'm not sure if they'll be. Like, well, how much of it is makeup and hairstyle, and, and how much of it is just bail. Gaining weight, gaining forty, sixty pounds, or whatever he did. Right. So, I don't, I don't know. But like Margot Robbie, there's points where she's like kind of unrecognizable with like the all the different makeup and stuff they do to her. So, it's uh, an border I haven't seen and never even heard of it before today. So, but the reflection in that window, looks it is pretty crazy. So, but yeah, I mean, maybe you could get five in there. You could get you know Wakanda get a nomination for all the hmm. fun makeup and hairstyle they did. I don't know. Just throwing things out there. Yeah, Academy. no kidding. Um, then, I mean, did you see Lupita Nyong'o? Exactly. Come on. Did you see uh, Shuri at any point oh, in that movie? yeah, no kidding. She looks dope. Uh, M'Baku, uh, Killmonger, Scars. There's, right. There's a whole bunch of different things. God, yeah, that counts as makeup. Where they? I always yeah. focus on the hair. Yeah. See? It's, it's a whole... And he, he's got his dreads, and there's just... Just everything. All the superhero movies to give. I know. Him. I know. Um, but let's move on then to, I think, some of the more major categories mm-hmm. in terms of the eyes of many. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay. The five nominees are A Star is Born, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, and Can You Ever Forgive Me. This one, bit of a weird one. It is a bit of a weird one, but I think we both think it's Beale Street's to lose. Yeah. 
I feel like it's. If, I mean, if it's not Beale Street, it'll go to. Uh, I don't know, Black Klansman as like a. Oh, sorry, Spike, we're not going to give you mm-hmm. anything else. But I think it's it's Beale Street because spoiler alert for what we'll get to later, it's not really involved. It's not involved in any of the other major categories. So this is the time to recognize uh, what Barry Jenkins did. He is the sole writer on this, adapting the, the uh, James Baldwin novel. Yep. And so I think this is it. I'm not sure how Battle Buster Scruggs was able to get in there. We Be- tried to figure this out. I did, and I did figure it okay. out. Okay. Um, because they were written as individual scripts first. They were not one big movie. Right. And then they were put together under this, like, book like the ballad of buster scruggs and other short stories and because they basically wrote a beginning part of it and an ending part of it or like the little interlude where they turn the pages it's technically a whole new thing and they Mm. adapted it from all the other works that they did yeah i don't love that no i don't love it either because i also don't love that if you make a sequel for a movie it's also it also could qualify for best adapted screenplay because you're taking source material from the original because theoretically Avengers Infinity War could pop up on here as well. Well, there's a double side to that because it's also adapting comic book source material. So that's why Black Panther is also eligible for Best Adapted. It was getting the Writers Guild. It got a nomination for the Writers Guild, and it didn't hear, which Mm -hmm. is where Battle Buster Scruggs sneaked in instead. And I'm I'm really surprised to see, I guess, Netflix's push for some nominations, which it ended up getting a lot of nominations on the day as a whole really paid off and black panther like you know we gave you enough on that smaller side already so we'll kind of snub you a little bit i I thought it was deserving i think the screenplay is pretty strong for black panther so oh well Hmm. uh and then we have on the opposite side of this best original screenplay the nominees being the favorite first reformed green book roma and vice uh this one i think it was probably I don't know. I, th- I feel like Vice is probably the strongest of the screenplays. It's either that or favorite, but I don't know. First Reformed is okay. Doesn't really stick. Didn't really stick with me. Ending is all over the place. Uh, and then, everything else is. And then Green Book is shrouded in controversy. I doubt it'll get a win. And Roma, I, the screenplay, again, I don't think that's the strongest aspect of that movie by far. So I feel like it's the Vice or favorite. I, I haven't seen. I mean, listen. I like First Reformed a lot, but I, I know. I think I also understand it's a niche audience. Um, yeah, I feel like Vice. Yeah, people love Adam McKay, mm-hmm. and that movie is just insane. So, to say the least. Uh, yeah, Did, I'm trying to. I'm, but I feel. Like, I mean, but I can't see that. I haven't seen the favorite, so I'm I'm up a creek here. But you've seen both. I it have. comes down to Vice and Favorite. Do people vote with their? Do they vote with Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz and um, Deborah Davis and Tony McManera? I think that they'll go uh, with Weiss. Cause just doing a real quick fact check, Adam McKay won Best Adapted Screenplay for The Big Short. Short. Mm. So but he's this, he's mm. got the history with the with the writers already with the Academy. I think that's probably a big reason why Weiss is such a strong player in the ceremony overall it's going to look like. Um, so yeah, I think I think Weiss would probably be my my pick at this point. Okay. To come out with the win, um, but I do think if the I don't know if it's how big of a snub it really is, but there's plenty of people being like eighth grade, eighth grade. Where you at eighth grade? Uh, it it is an original screenplay by Bo Burnham. Uh, it would have given the movie some recognition because it come out came out got nothing, um, especially the year after. 
Camille Nanjiani and his wife uh, got a nomination for the Big Sick uh, screenplay. I felt like there was a pretty you know decent chance that we'd get something from eighth grade, but it just I guess it never caught on quite as much. They need to get these movies out quicker. Well, and I, the, I think it also goes to the larger problem of this: the Academy Awards, the Oscar season. It's all about marketing campaigns, award campaigns. And a lot of these smaller movies don't have a budget behind them to put out press screeners, to go send out ads and do all the stuff to appeal to Oscar voters. And so they don't get the love, which is something that Boots Riley, the director of Sorry to Bother You, mm-hmm. uh, discussed on Twitter today, as I saw. Even though I do not care for the movie really at all, uh, there's aspects to it I like. There's a lot of aspects I don't like about it. Uh, he kind of was explaining that when people were tweeting him and saying, I can't believe Sorry to Bother You was left off. He's like, yeah. I'm not because we didn't campaign for anything, mm-hmm. and that's we're not going to get in if we don't campaign. Yeah. So that's just a larger problem I have with this in a whole perfect thing. world. In a perfect world, Boots probably would have got like a best original screenplay. Yeah, probably, but, but that's, hey. that's not the world we live in, unfortunately. No. Uh, so let's move on to these these top tier mm-hmm. categories: best supporting actor. Yep. Maybe one of the biggest surprises of the day uh, was. Our nominations are Mahershala Ali for mm-hmm. Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard yep. E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Coming in here with his George Bush impression <sighs> and for a lot of people, taking Timothy Chalamet's spot for uh, Boy Erased or Beautiful Boy. Which one is Beautiful Boy? Beautiful Boy. Yeah. Yes. And that, which is weird because Chalamet is obviously a favorite of the Academy is after he got in a win? Nope. Uh, not just nomination last Lost year. Lost them all. Just a nomination. Uh, for call, or, uh, can you forget? Call you're, me by your name. By, there's too many movies. Too many movies, titles floating in my head. And uh, it felt like he, like either him or Mahershala Ali were like the two front runners for this award mm-hmm. to win. And now he doesn't even get a nomination. <laughs> so it, to me, it makes it pretty clear that Mahershala Ali is going to win. No. No, you think it's going to be Adam Driver? It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's not going to be Adam. Like, listen, I would love for Adam Driver's performance in Black Klansman to have been worthy of an Oscar or even this nomination, but it wasn't. He's just kind of like, okay, that's him. Just like moseying around. No, it's Sam Elliott. One million, million percent Sam Elliott. There's nothing else to discuss about this. Um, That's it. I, I disagree. No, I just I you're not. I'm, we're not going to give it to. We're not going to give another supporting actor award to Herschel Ali. Oh say. yeah, yeah. He's not worthy of it. No, he is worthy of it. But we're just there. No one's to be like. Didn't he win one already? They'd be yes. like, all right, we like Sam Elliott this year. But they also have shown a history of liking Mahershala Ali. That's true. But and Sam he's Elliott. the and he's the best part of Green Book. I don't think Green Book's going to win really any of the things it's nominated for, and. This is a great chance to shine a spotlight on the best part of that movie. We are in the part of the world now where people don't like Green Book. Yes, but they still like Mahershala. I know. Or maybe, and, maybe we vote for him. Be, they vote for him because they're like, if there's one good thing about Green Book, if it's exactly. not the... And he's handled all of this stuff with such class. And True Detective true. is currently killing it. And That's he's right. it's good starring in that. And uh, 
I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more momentum from Herschela than A Star Is Born, which has seemed to have peaked way too early in the awards season, and now it's just it like too good. Yeah, it was it was really good from the start, and then it's just like, oh, uh, well, it's the fourth adaptation of this story. It's blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. whatever the criticism may be at this point. And I, Sam Elliott has got like that one really powerful scene there near the end, and then he's just really good throughout the rest of it. But, but Mahershala, now he cries when backing the truck up. That's, the, that's what I'm talking about. That's oh, his great scene. No, his great scene is when he's telling um, Allie about how music is just four chords and then it repeats. <laughs> or four notes. Or it's four chords. Yeah. So no, that's, that's the other great part. Okay. He's, just, he's just great through all of it. And he like, is, but it, it's, it's such a, it is a much more supporting role than Mahershala is because this is basically a co-lead, if not the lead in some people's mind, but... I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, then we have Best Supporting Actress, which, again, I think has uh, some pretty a pretty big surprise, at least, uh, with Amy Adams getting nominated for Vice, Marina de Tavera being nominated for Roma, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Vice for The Favorite as well. So you get a double nomination here for The Favorites, but are <laughs> either of them actually The Favorites to come out with this it, i haven't seen the favorite but they were both really good right yeah i mean personally i would give it to rachel okay I, I think her performance is stellar probably my favorite part of the favorite but she's the she's the current favorite and then she's the for, she's the, the favorite at the start okay, yeah yeah <laughs> and the journey she goes on is uh absolutely incredible but it's it's Regina King's to lose. It looks like. Yeah. No. Well, remember this. We it, Regina King deserves to win. Yeah. How about that? Rather than it's hers to lose. That makes him. That makes her seem complacent. Well, no. It's, no. It's it's she is. I feel like she's so far ahead of the pack. Oh. That like. Got it. There's like the other the other four nominees would have to like put on such a show in the last month to like um, get enough attention oh. to steal it away from her. Like I feel like it's. She already ha- probably has the Oscar at home. Oh yeah, I would say so. And is polished. They have engraved yeah. her name on it. All yeah. that jazz. Mm-hmm. They just let her know, it's like, hey, don't worry about it. You're already gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> and here you can take it early. Oh yeah, or she would just not even have to show up. They should that, that should be the award for winning Oscars, <laughs> not having to sit through the dang show. Yeah. Uh, but I do think this also has a major snub in this category. Nothing against Marina de Tavera because I think she's actually really good in Roma, and mm-hmm. I, but like. That was a huge surprise, and it was the first category they announced this morning. So it was just like it threw me for a loop right from the start. But see. oh yeah, of course, yeah. Claire Foy mm-hmm. in First Man. It's it's I've, she appears to be another one of those. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She she just missed out because the, that movie just had not enough attention on it, and no love from the Academy really. Um, and I would probably knock out. Actually, I would probably knock out Amy Adams. Honestly, like she was really good in Vice, but she didn't really like blow me away or anything. So I would much rather see Claire Foy step in there than Amy Adams, or I, I'd be fine you yeah. know, if Tavera also missed out. But the thing about Amy Adams and Claire Foy's roles where they're there just to like make us feel something for the, the person in the lead. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really just a toss up. And I guess people just like Amy, Amy Adams more. Yeah. You think about their scenes where you're just really like, that is visceral mm-hmm. is when they're screaming at their husbands to be like, why are you being such a jerk? Or why yeah. are you so terrible? Or why can't you open up? Or why can't you, why don't you have the guts to tell your kids that you're going to go disappear for three yeah. months, possibly die on the moon or on your way to the moon and then back. So I just watched first man, like I said, uh, um, on the Monday show, but 
because yeah, I mean, like we're looking at like like the we're um looking at the Hollywood reporters like breakdown here, mm-hmm. and I've got like the images like you know slatted up against them, and like seeing ADMs right there, it's like it's hard to say like no, you didn't deserve it or whatever yeah. the case is. But, but yeah, you know, if I if I could, if I could knock Adams and Marina off the list and put Claire Foy and Emily Bunt for a quiet place in, I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, Emily Bunt for sure. Um, so then we will move on to best actor. Uh, which again, think I had another surprise, at least for me. Uh, Christian Bale was nominated for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. This one, the four did not surprise me, but then Dafoe getting in there, <laughs> yeah, he, what movie he's, ki- is this? he's kind of been at the back of this conversation the whole award season. But I didn't think you'd actually get the Oscar nomination because I didn't think I hadn't heard like anything about oh well. This movie's like making the rounds a lot. Mm-hmm. Like Defoe's really pushing for it. The studio behind it, I think it's like CBS Films or something. What? Like, like they're going for it. Like, I don't know who made this movie, who directed it. I know Willem Defoe starred in it, and that is all I know about it. And now I know I have to go check it out because he got nominated for an Oscar and probably took the spot of uh, John David Washington. Yeah, or Ryan Gosling. Um, yeah, but m- the more I've, the more I think about Ryan Gosling, I do think maybe, you know, he's okay, he's fine. We don't really need to commend him. Yeah, no, I, I'm not that upset that. He, I mean, I think no. he he is really good playing he, what he did. Yeah, but it's not like oh man, mm-hmm. game changer. Right, like even in my like right review of that movie, which is the last thing I wrote, sadly. Um, <laughs> like I even said, like I don't know if we should commend him because he's just sort of just being like. I'm sad right now. Go away. And then yeah. that's it. Rather than like an outburst <laughs> moment for him. So yeah, that's a really good point. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think this one, I feel like it's a three headed race between Bale, Cooper and Malik. And I'm not sure. I feel like Malik may have the best chance of winning this. Honestly, because of all the Bohemian Rhapsody love that this movie is getting with the Academy. Mm-hmm. But Bale could get it because he's obviously a favorite of the Academy. He is. Vice is getting a lot of love. But then on the flip side, Bradley Cooper, his only nomination because he did not get nominated for Best Directors. We'll get to uh, shortly here. That's true. But so since he's not going to be splitting votes, uh, he could come out with people like, well, shoot, I wanted him to win Best Director. He's not even nominated. Uh-huh. I'm going to vote for him for Best Actor. Yeah. And I do think he was great in the movie, but... Uh, yeah, I, I feel I'd probably go give it to Rami, honestly. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Bradley. Uh, that's just, I I think, I don't, I'm not going to subscribe to the idea that a star is born peaked too early. I think it just, it, everyone's like made up their minds about this movie. It's the best one we're going to see all year. Mm-hmm. And then had just squirreled that idea away throughout everything and have not been pushed on any of the hype trains or anything like that. So I think he gets it. All right. Well, we will find out soon enough. Uh, then Best Actress, uh, we have Yelitsa Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me. Uh, not very surprised about this, other than maybe uh, Yelitsa actually getting in, because she was somebody who, again, seemed like she was in the conversation when the movie first hit, and then just kind of faded away. It was really just became more about Corona, 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 Corona. Mm-hmm. That's all people were talking about. And yeah. so she still got in here. Uh, I'm not sure if there's really, you know, a major snub 
for me, other than I, th- I thought Emily Blunt would probably get that fifth slot for Mary Poppins Returns because mm-hmm. it seemed like the Academy loved it. She was doing all the press for it. Uh, the movie's been really well-reviewed. Um, but, I mean, would I have loved to see Elsie Fisher get in the fifth grade? Sure. Tony Collette, Hereditary? Absolutely. But I'm not, I'm not surprised by these, and I hope and pray that it's Lady Gaga for the win. Yeah, that's where I'm going to put my hopes to, and that's what I'm going to assume is going to win, especially after her and Bradley bring down the house with Shallow. But because I, I think I just think it's like it's it's such a dual performance for both of those people that you're really not gonna like say no to them. But here's the thing: if the Academy goes and looks at Sam Elliott and they're like, "We've never given Sam Elliott a nomination, let alone a win." Mm-hmm. Here it is. Yep. Here's the win. And then they look across the board: Best Actress. Oh, Glenn Close, like a seven-time nominee, never won. Yeah. Or Perhaps. do we give it to the first-time leading lady, Lady Gaga? I I don't know. I feel like it's going to be Glenn Close, unfortunately. Not unfortunately. I haven't seen the movie. She could be great. You're just I'm going to check it out. Having to watch I have to film. watch it now. And I, <laughs> not that I didn't want to, but it's just I have other things that to do besides watch The Wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought after seeing A Star is Born in October, I was like, it's, I got it. Right. The Oscar season is I covered. Can mail your ballot in. <laughs> yeah. All set. A Star Wars going to win everything, and I just I have no I don't know if it's going to win anything. Right. And it's it's such a bizarre feeling to be in. And Interesting. Speaking of A Star is Born, totally snubbed from Best Director, as mentioned earlier, uh, with Alfonso Cuarón for Roma, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, and Powell Paulikowski being nominated for Cold War. Uh, which the latter of which, a huge surprise. Again, hmm. like, th- this movie was, like, semi on the radar, but not on the, oh, this movie's going to be get a Best Directing nomination. And I've heard, well, I've heard rave things about the movie. I've also heard people say, super boring. I checked that after 20 minutes. Uh, so I'm not sure, like, what what is happening here, mm-hmm. especially because Bradley Cooper, you know, a, an Academy favorite, a Hollywood... First-time uh, director. Yeah, first-time director stepping in here, and it's just like, oh, yeah, like, he, he could get it. Oh, well, okay, you tell me Bradley Cooper's not going to get in, mm-hmm. but it's going to be Roma, Spike, Adam McKay, and Yorgos, who's going to be the fifth spot? I'm like, oh, okay, I... Fingers crossed, Barry Jenkins. Sure. That's probably where, that's probably where it, it would go. Uh, nope. Okay, well, what about you know, John Krasinski, Quiet Place, Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, Damien Chazelle, First Man, even Peter Fairley, I thought, had a better shot, shot than Powell, but I obviously need to check out this movie. <laughs> yeah, I will. I don't even know where can we see it at. I I don't know. I have to like, rent it from Amazon or something. Probably that'll be the case. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, I mean, listen, I haven't seen The Favorite and I haven't seen Cold War, so I can't speak to these. And now I just sort of feel like, well, I have no idea what the Academy's going to do. But Spike Lee's on this list. He is. Is and he your choice? He was. he is my choice to win. I think we're done with Adam McKay. I think he's on the out until he does the sequel to the other guys too. <laughs> um, but if The Favorite love is, you know, through the roof, then maybe Yorgos... Um, Lanthimos. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Lanthimos. Lanthimos. I don't know. I said it with like sort of like a Hispanic accent <laughs> yeah. to it, so maybe that's not right. But maybe that flies through. But I would. I would actually probably predict Caron gets this. Like I feel like hmm. he he like like I mentioned with why well, I was surprised with Elite's nominations because it's been Caron, 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 Caron. That's all the talk he's been getting. I think he won the Critics Choice or the the DGA award or he won something pretty major recently mm-hmm. and i feel like he won the golden globe too which yeah i don't know how seriously you take the golden globes but 
I feel like there's enough guess, yeah, push because, behind Corone because he did everything himself, yeah. which I'm finding out. It's a major one man effort. I mean, he, there's other right. people involved, but yeah. But it's it's a testament to the man's uncompromising vision. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've read the oral history of um, the birth of no 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 children children of men, yes, yes. <laughs> would, um, you will know that he was obsessive about everything. So um, perhaps this is the time to give it to him. Uh, and then get on to the major category, the big, the biggest one of them all. Best picture, eight nominees this year of ten possible slots, which is really, really nine slots possible because the tenth one's like almost mathematically impossible. They have somehow. I don't know mm-hmm. why the, the Oscars are set up the way it is. That that that's just what I found on the research I've done on this topic. But eight nominees this year, those being Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma. A Star is Born, and Vice. Obviously, huge, huge news that Black Panther Panther was nominated. The first superhero movie ever nominated for Best Picture. Uh, It got seven nominations in total, including this huge one here. Uh, I would love to see it win. Don't really think it has that great of a shot, uh, unless all these other movies just, like, Uh stumble by the wayside in the next month or so. But I... feel like it is probably Roma. You think? I feel like this is Corone's like year. Roma is like it got the surprise nominations with Yulitsa and Marina in yeah. both the actress categories. It picked up a lot of um nominations in the technical side. It's tied with the favorite for 10 nominations total, which is the highest of the year. Um I feel like I feel like it's Roma and if it's not then I'd probably say it'd be the favorite because of all the love it got too. Man, I really, really hate that I have not seen the favorite. <laughs> I, the, I think you'll, I think you'll really like it's it. The, yeah, I think I will too. But when I when I first saw, I mean, like, I think I watched the trailer in front of you for yeah. the first time and would like crack myself up through the and entirety I, and of meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate that I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I I would. I'm gonna put a Star Is Born, the Roma, and Rome and Roma in my. Those are your two, two movies that may win. Black Klansman coming up behind it. Not having seen the favorite, uh, that will possibly change. But of course, thrilled to see Black Panther up there. It's the Marvel movie with the message. That's the epic Marvel movie with mm-hmm. a message on there. Um, so, and yeah, Green Book. Green Book has no chance anymore. Um, I know that for sure. Bohemian Rhapsody is one of those movies where people left going, "That was a wildly awesome time." But then, well, general audiences did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Critics well, did not. <laughs> true, but like Academy voters were like, right. I had so much fun yeah. throughout the movie. Sure, there you go. Uh, I don't know who would put their first place vote. No, it's ranked choice voting, right? It's 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 a point system. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're everyone. Mm-hmm. You're everyone's first ballot through. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that I think that's how it got on there for sure. Um, but after that, yeah, I have. But no, I cannot speak to who will win. But my gut feeling is Roma too. Yeah, I think it's either my my ranking of their likelihood to win would probably be Roma favorite I'm going to go I'd go Vice mm-hmm. A Star is Born, Black Panther Black Klansman Green uh, yeah, Green Book, Bohemian Yeah, 
Right. Anytime, I, anytime I see that photo of the elites, I'm just, I just, I just, I remember every yeah. long look that she gives to the camera or the camera, you know, p- puts on her. And I'm like, yeah, that movie is so, I don't know, I'm going to say raw, but also sweet and sensitive. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not super surprised by any of these best picture nominations. Uh, stub wise, I mean, just, just where's first man, first man, Beale street. I thought Mary Poppins had, a, an, again, had a decent shot of getting in here. Uh, even a quiet place. Uh, maybe it may have as well, but just when you look at the overall picture of these Oscar nominations, the eight movies nominated are the eight highest total nominations for the Academy. So it, it makes sense. They all had at least five nominations in total, just missing that were Mary Poppins returns and first man, uh, with four, can you forgive me? With three, Cold War with three. If Beale Street could talk with three, Battlebuster Scruggs with three, uh, as well. So, uh, as we kind of wrap this up, are there any like larger things when you look at everything that happened this year? We were like, oh, like this 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 storyline took me by surprise, or this theme of the nominations gotcha i don't see any i guess i haven't thought too long and hard about these okay today um and i know i had all day to think about (laughs) it but i really at least even over the last few months i don't feel like i've felt anything um you know that seems to be connected other than whatever comes out in december Mm -hmm. seems to just get rocketed right to the top like there's there's certainly something about momentum and i think it speaks to like why we're like oh stars board shot itself in the foot because it came out it had the audacity to show itself to you know the general audience right it's like it's like being snubbed or um you know or it's being like disrespected for like being like hey this is a movie for everybody so we'll show it to everybody and be amazing at the same time being really really great so that's something that's interesting and i hate it but at the same time, um, Roma sort of did the same thing, kind of. But it really had like what? Where it came a out month late. Uh, yeah, it came. But it came out late. But we had that month lead time. Yeah. in cities, and then gave everybody. But then a on chance. the flip side, we've also seen for like the second year in a row, an early February, early like March release get a Best Picture nomination with Get Out last year, Black Panther this year. Those cultural movies had legs. They had staying power. It made it all the way through till the very next year, a whole year later, to get an Oscar right. nomination. Right. Um, but the hype of Black Panther is something right. really unique. Yeah, and and Get Out was another. Not on the, obviously, it wasn't a one point three billion dollar hit, but it was yeah. a five million dollar movie that made like two hundred something million dollars worldwide. Yeah, it was a but, cultural phenomenon. Like it's yeah. huge. Shook, yeah, like you said, phenomenon shook the foundations of kind of like what we expected mm-hmm. cinema. So. Or at least in some ways. Right. You know, so. But then also on that point, like, of the release dates, like, you have to, it's it's that tricky, you know, job. And I don't, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not jealous of these studios have to figure this out because you look at, you know, Roma or The Favorite or um, Vice that came out perfect time, like, late November, early December, and they have catapulted themselves to the front of awards talk, whereas A Star is Born was riding that wave for, October through November mm-hmm. and then was looks like it's been knocked down a couple of pegs but then you have a movie like If Beale Street Could Talk comes out the very last week in limited release of 2018 after a lot of awards voting's already started and it looked like that's the movie that got lost in the shuffle where I think if if, if Beale Street Could Talk had that November slot instead yeah. of a Christmas slot we would have been hearing a lot more about this and I think 
honestly, if it had been more involved in these conversations uh, outside of Regina King, like, you know, if Kiki Lane was getting nominations for Best Actress, Barry Jenkins for Best Director, the movie for Best Picture, um, it would honestly be one of my favorites to, like, take home all of these awards. Uh, just because I think it'd have that staying power, the message, everything behind it. Yeah, but there's a there's a pattern of who's getting in on mm-hmm. that and things like that, who's thinking about the film, for and, sure. Yeah, and that's always something where even though you can look at it right now, today, and be like, all right, you know, the favorite Roma, 10 nominations each, like they've got in the bag, but you can really try to see one uh, once Oscar night's actually happening and the awards are being handed out, patterns can pick up. Like Mad Max took out all those early... Mm-hmm technical achievements and then didn't win best picture even though right. it kind of looked like it was shaping up that way i won't be surprised if black panther does the same thing this year wins you know production design the sound categories uh even maybe best original song yeah. score and then it's all billion it's like it's won like five or four or five of the six categories it's been nominated for already will it actually like get best picture mm-hmm. and then it probably won't because it doesn't have best director yeah. No lead categories. Even though I think Michael B. Jordan had a shot probably to be nominated for uh, uh, Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. But it didn't get that. And so I think we're looking on the outside in. Same with cinematography. Rachel Morrison. I feel like she should have been there. Um, but, yeah. Big year for Marvel, though, either way. For sure. And then another thing, too. But this is just a long-standing gripe that I'll repeat for the next year. But if you win, if you get Best Screenplay... And you get Best Director. How do you not win Best Picture? What's the missing ingredient for you? Like, like here, you're you clearly wrote the best words on a page. How often how, does that happen? I don't know. That they win both. That they win both? I have no idea. I should that have they, done that, research. That they, I, uh, but I know that, it didn't happen last year because we gave it to Jordan Peele. That's and right. He didn't get the like. Well, what's the difference in translation? Did, did Jordan Peele get Best Director? He got best screenplay, right? Yeah, yeah. He got best original, but Guillermo got best director. Best director. Yep, and, and then best also picture. best picture. Mm. So I th- the the key for best picture to win is to have a nomination it, as a best director. If you do, there's only like three times in the history of the Oscars that a best picture, best picture winner does not have a best director, director. nomination, which again Makes sense. hurts the chances for Black Panther, uh, hurts the chances for Stars Born. Hurts the chances for Bohemian Rhapsody, obviously, and that would never have happened to begin with. Yeah, um, it's just nuts that Ryan Coogler, one of like the, one of our greatest aficionados right now, or like one of the most creative people we have right now, is going to have to like direct something that's so. I mean, no, that's not even right because he still did um, Fruitvale Station, yep. and well, he did his indie movie, didn't get any recognition because it wasn't through the Sundance system or anything like that. Right, it was just on his own. Mm-hmm. It happened. So, Creed two or Creed could have been up there, honestly. That was uh, that was good enough to get best picture best director nominations in my mind um and then black panther as well so and i was going to do black panther too so he's, he's, he's going to be tied up for a while and uh, it's just, it seems like a real missed opportunity well he but, can get best adapted screenplay if it goes well yeah maybe <laughs> um the other thing i want to point out here is that you know we've talked about on the podcast before we joke about with colton a lot uh you know are netflix movies real movies mm-hmm. there's a huge stigma of uh, you know, Hollywood hates Netflix uh, because it's, you know, taking talent or it's, you know, ruining releases or whatever it may be. Uh, but clearly the Academy doesn't think that way because the leading vote getter or the leading nomination getter tied for first place was Roma with 10. But they also had Battle Buster Scruggs get three nominations in total. So Netflix had 13 nominations today, 
which is huge, and they're probably going to walk out with a handful of wins as well uh, in about a month. So all this talk of, well, it's a Netflix movie, eh, I don't know if it can really be taken seriously, I think that's I think that's gone. Those days are gone. Yeah. That started last year with Mudbound getting nominations, and now this year Roma and Buster Scruggs really solidified that Netflix isn't just here to make good movies you can watch at your home. They're here to be awards conversations in every single year from here on out. They also just joined the MPAA uh, as of like an hour ago. So I don't know what changes that means for their system or their ratings or what movies they can make or whatever. I don't know. I don't know all the implications of that deal, but that's a huge step for them because they're the mm-hmm. first streaming service, non-major studio to ever be involved in the MPAA. So they're officially a production company. They're, they're, they're giant. They're huge, which was obvious already, but I th- th- this just goes to show that a movie like Velvet Buttsock comes out in a couple weeks. I don't. I hope that movie is great, and if it is, there's a possibility that that movie could last all the way through and be a real awards contender. Best and, original screenplay. And Irishman, if it comes out 2019, has been promised because it's Scorsese and De Niro and uh, Pacino and uh, 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 Pesci and everybody yes. like that could we could find ourselves in the very same situation next Oscars with you know, Netflix leading the way and mm-hmm. Amazon prime picking up their stuff. Like the streaming wars have obviously begun and looks like they're going to be fighting for Oscars as well. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So and we're going to be better for it. I think in the end, I think so too. So uh, we'll obviously see how that all plays out with, you know, Disney taking Fox and Fox searchlight continuing and how they maybe change their release strategy under Disney and uh, all that kind of stuff, whether it goes Disney plus and they're eligible or I don't know how it's all going to play the out, shape but shape of water is going to be, on <laughs> no, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be on, it'll be on Hulu or something. Uh, we'll see. It will be, we'll see. You, you can't have a scene with, uh, you totally, sex could. On. <laughs> you could, yeah. Oh no. Disney plus is totally going to have all no, that. No, it's not. Yeah. They got to appeal to all audiences. No, Disney plus is family friendly. <laughs> is that what they, is that Bob yeah. Liger said? No, that, that's why I like M content. I feel like people are going to be, uh, potentially disappointed with like the Mandalorian. So they're like expecting like this, like gritty, like Mandalorian lone gunslinger huh. series with Pedro Pascal. And it's going to be maybe not as like, we're getting, Game of, we're getting, getting Game of Thrones like vibes. Right, like, and then like, it's going to be like something different. The, the supporting character of the whole thing will probably be like a Taika Waititi CGI alien. Well, yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, well, yeah, it will be hilarious. Yeah. But no, I think, I, I don't think anyone's getting those expectations because it's been, um, Bryce Dallas Howard with TD and Favreau in on it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just going to feel like a Rogue One solo. No, it's going to feel like Rogue One just yeah. across 10 episodes rather than, you know, two hours and 30 mm-hmm. minutes. I also would love to know if that's a limited series or season one of an ongoing thing. They haven't yet to clarify that. It could be an ongoing thing. I've not. I mean, all of the you know, all all Pedro all of Pascal for one series. Is John Favreau going to be on TV for us his life? Heck no! Like I don't know. There, there's a lot of questions. We can get into that at a later time, but probably not <laughs> on friends and <laughs> friends, TV. And, friends and streaming. <laughs> or yeah, whatever the case is. Uh, so yeah, those are our thoughts on the nominations for this year's uh, Academy Awards. Let us know what you guys thought on all these categories as well. Uh, you guys can send us your thoughts on Twitter at Friends and Film, and I'm on there as well at Movie Cooper. And I am on there at Just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Then head to iTunes and give us a five star view with comments telling us why you enjoy listening to our shows. Thanks again for tuning in to the Offensive Podcast. Josh, thank you for stopping, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.